0: And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. We're back with another episode. I'm ready to go. I got my iced coffee with me right here. I got the largest size I could possibly get. Um, I went with the Dunkin' Coffee today. So I, I always talk about coffee on here. You guys know I love coffee. Um, I'm subscribed to the Panera like Coffee Club or sip club, I think they call it now, where you get, you know, pretty much unlimited coffee. Um, I think it's like uh, you get a free coffee every like two hours, and they just changed it now where it's like coffee, tea, soda, or lemonade, which is crazy to think. Um, but I started getting the Panera coffee like last May. About a, I think it's been about a year. There was one right by my house, right by where I was working, and it was, they had a free trial. It was like three months free. So I was like, okay, this, how does this make sense? Yeah, of course I want free coffee for three months. So I signed up and like the day before it was set to renew where they would charge me a whole $8. Uh, I went to cancel it. So this would have been in August. You know, I got three months of free coffee. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I better cancel it. Even though it's a good deal, you know, I'm, I'm done with it. So I go to cancel and Panera's like, hey, we see you're gonna cancel. How about we offer you three more months? So I'm like, wow, okay. So now this puts me into November free Panera coffee. Again, I go to cancel it, and they offer me three more months. Um, so eventually, uh, it they they uh, they didn't offer me another trial. Uh, so I just kind of cancel it because unfortunately, where uh, where I'm working now, there's not a Panera like super close and convenient, uh, and there's a Dunkin' like right on the street. So it's like. As much as I want the free Panera coffee, like I'd have to go way out of my way. But uh, at least Dunkin' has the $2 uh, iced coffees back for summer. That's what I'm drinking today. Sorry to go off on a coffee tangent. Let's talk some Disney. But before we do, you guys know the drill. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. It's all one word. Uh, my DMs are always open if you want to talk Disney. If you got comments, questions, suggestions for the show ideas topics literally anything uh shoot me a message we can talk some disney we can chit chat on there all day um and if you're listening to this wherever you're listening to this if you can rate subscribe leave me a review Uh, i always appreciate those five star reviews uh five star ratings and if you leave me a review i will give you a shout out on the very next episode episode uh i do have a new review this week this one's titled memories Spent the last hour reliving some great times. Catastrophe Canyon, the Golden Girls' House, and Walt's Plain. Would love to see some of these again. Thank you for sharing. Well, thank you for the kind review. Uh, this one directly uh, references our last episode. Last week's episode was all about Disney's Hollywood Studios, or as I remember it, MGM Studios. That's right. It was the top five things I miss about Disney's MGM Studios. Uh, If you haven't already, check it out. I think it's a pretty solid episode. Maybe I'm a little biased, uh, but I do think it's a good one. We talk about the classic park, you know, MGM Studios and Hollywood Studios. Very different. If you never got to experience it in its heyday, uh, it's definitely worth listening. And then after you do, or even if you don't listen to the episode at all, um, go on YouTube and just do some exploring. Like, look up MGM Studios in the 90s. Look up the Backlot Tour Look up the Ninja Turtles show, the Streets of America. It was like a completely different park, guys. It was it was great. You kind of again, kind of one of those things you had to be there. Um, they had like animation tours. You could watch how they, you know, these animators like make the uh, the movies and cartoons and stuff. And it was a lot of fun to talk about. A lot of fun to kind of go down memory lane, um, especially like Catastrophe Canyon, like the uh, the reviews said, like. So many good memories just on that attraction alone. So if you haven't already, check it out, give it a listen, and uh, do some YouTube watching as well. It's a lot of fun to kind of think of retro Disney, uh, especially MGM Studios, which was, you know, at its peak in the 90s. So thank you again for that review. Again, if you guys leave me a review, I'll give you a shout-out on the very next episode. This week, we got an all-new episode. Like I said last week, it's May. Starting to get some warm weather here in Chicago. It's pretty much summer, let's be honest. Today we're going to be talking all about Disney water parks. We're going to be talking about the two current ones, obviously Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. And we'll also talk about the long lost river country. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to go put on my, uh, my Speedo and my goggles and talk some Disney water parks. Here we go. Your attention, please. The (laughs) Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. There's always been a few things... Uh, that have always reminded me of summer, baseball, no school, uh, warm weather, and of course, going to the pool, going swimming. Being from Chicago, it wasn't something I could do year round. Like I had to wait till summer break in order to go to the pool. Uh, my mom would take me and my sister to the pool for a while when we were younger. You know, quite a few times a week. A Few times a week, uh, meet up with you know with some friends there bring our cousins sometimes, get some concessions during adult swim. It was always a fun time. I've always loved going swimming. You know, if you're lucky enough to have a pool in your yard or even even more lucky uh, to be close enough to a beach uh, to go swimming, uh, so jealous. You know, I, I love going to the beach. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of swimming in the ocean, if that makes sense. You know, I love the beach life. Uh, I don't like sharks and other, <laughs> you know... Uh, sea creatures, uh, you know, we vacation a lot in Treasure Island, which is, you know, right side, right outside of Tampa, uh, St. Pete, that area, you know, clear Clearwater, uh, and, uh, you know, they always have signs on the beach that say, uh, beware of, like, stingrays, and you got to watch out for sharks, and there's all their fish around, but, so I've always loved going to water parks, especially to the Disney water parks, you know, they have two of the best water parks in the world. Which is just kind of goes to show you how much um, you know time and effort they put into not just the theme parks, into kind of every aspect of the resort. So today we're going to be talking Disney water parks. You know, everyone knows Blizzard Beach, Typhoon Lagoon. I I'm betting most of you guys know River Country as well. Uh, but if you don't, we're going to get into it. River Country, the Lost. Uh, it's almost like. Uh, Like folklore at this point, I think. Uh, So we're going to dive right into that. You know, for those who don't know, Disney's River Country uh, was their first water park. You know, it was around in 1976. It opened in 1976. And it was located... So it was, you know, Bay Lake. It was located on the shores of Bay Lake, uh, kind of on the back end of the Fort Wilderness campground. So you could get to it from Fort Wilderness or from, you know, Bay Lake taking the boat over. You know, back then, 1976, there was only a few, you know, resorts. You had the, the Contemporary, the Polynesian, uh, a couple other, um, you know, uh, Disney area, like the Disney Springs area ones, like the Grovesner, um, and then, of course, Fort Wilderness. So Disney's River Country... If you haven't heard of it, if you don't remember what it was like, again, you gotta look it up. Look it up on YouTube, Google image search. It was definitely something. It was definitely something that was a lot different than Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. Yeah, so River Country, definitely, definitely a different type of vibe there. You know, it had the sand bottom, and the way the water was kind of used was um, definitely different. It was it was technically lake water um, from Bay Lake, but they used like a special, um, you know, water filtering system that was supposed to kind of clean up the water before, you know, filling up the pools. And you know, in 1976, like how good was that <laughs> that water filtration system? You know, you're pretty much just swimming in Bay Lake water. Um, you know, the sand bottom again, not for me. I think the uh, the pool at the Yacht and Beach Club. Uh, has a sand bottom and that's it, always felt weird to me not a big uh, lake fan uh, so I was never a huge fan of the sand bottom pool some people love it um, you know the uh, the water park also had like the way it was designed uh, they described it as like a natural dam uh, where like the the artificial like pool was higher than the lake water um, so it was like right next to it but like that way, You know, you weren't getting, like, lake water into the regular pool. And I had to look this up. Uh, It looks like there was a few deaths, unfortunately, that took place at River Country. Um, You guys know I mentioned in one of my episodes the top, uh, my favorite Disney myths. Like, one of them for the longest time was that no one had ever died at Disney World. And, you know, according to uh, the Internet, there was at least three deaths uh, at River Country during its opening. And... One of them that freaked me out that kind of makes sense uh, they said it was a uh, you know a child unfortunately who died from a uh, one of those uh, amoeba infections uh, you get from like from water you know from warm water they say you kind of hear about it sometimes uh, usually it's like the uh, like the ocean water like on the Gulf side usually that water's a little warmer uh, and every once in a while you hear a story where someone contracted one of those one of those amoeba things that scares the crap out of me. One of the reasons why the ocean uh, kind of freaks me out. But again, like deaths at a Disney water park, not, you know, not ideal, not very good. You know, I'm surprised three of them, like after one, how do you not kind of change things? I think the other two um, were due to, to drowning, um, but still like, how do you let that happen after the first death? So, you know, definitely some controversy, you know, mixed up with river country. But other than that, you know, the water park itself definitely had a kind of cult following. A lot of people loved it. It had a bunch of attractions, different slides. Um, You know, maybe the most famous one, they had like one of those rock slides where it's like you slide off a a rock cliff and there's like a big drop off before you hit the water. They also had like a bunch of like your typical like old fashioned swimming stuff, like rope swings and that kind of stuff. And that's what I kind of remember uh, are the rope swings, I think. I think River Country is the one my dad tells the story. You know, I'm probably, you know, two or three years old. Uh, you know, getting a two or three year old to wear a swimsuit and everything that goes with it, probably not super easy. Um, so we uh, get into the park. We, You know, you got to get your seat, got to get everything laid out, got to unpack the pool bag, get the towels, get the chairs. My dad says we do all this stuff. We finally get me into the water. I take one step into the water and I go, Dad, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so that, he loves telling that story. Uh, it was a. Of course, it was a number two, uh, so he had to hurry up. Uh, but that's like one of my only memories of River Country, and you know, it. it I don't think it would be, uh, maybe the most fun now. I definitely think it was, you know, a lot more popular because of the times and because you weren't used to these new big fancy themed, you know, water parks. And again, like the sand bottom with the lake water, I'm not a fan of that. Um, you know, it closed technically, you know, it's crazy thing because I think, I think River Country is more popular now um, because everyone remembers it just being abandoned. And, um, you know, YouTube videos, there's that one famous YouTuber who got caught like trespassing and exploring it um, because they just let it sit abandoned for years. It, it closed... Technically, uh it closed in two thousand and one, which I don't understand how it lasted uh that long. Um uh, you know, I bet you I wasn't the last time I was there had to be like maybe nineteen ninety-three or four. You know, once we kind of discovered Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach, we didn't go back. Um and it just seemed like it sat there empty forever. Um you know, Typhoon Lagoon opened in eighty nine and Blizzard Beach in ninety five, so you know, once those two parks were open, obviously, you know, people stopped going to river country. You know, part of it, too, was probably because of the location. You know, it's not, wasn't very easy to get to unless you were staying at one of those hotels. If you're staying at Fort Wilderness or the contemporary Polynesian, you know, where you can just kind of either, you know, if you're staying there, it's easy to get to. And if you're at the contemporary, you just take a boat across. But everyone else, you know, how do you get to it? You got to get to the campgrounds. You got to take a bus to get to the back. And, You know, kind of a hassle to get to, which isn't always fun. You know, the the last operating date was November of 2001. And at the time, there was expectations that it would would reopen for 2002. Uh, Of course, it never did. Uh, It wasn't until 2005 that they officially announced it was permanently closed forever. Uh, You know, and then it sat empty for, what, 17, 18 years, uh, which is crazy. Um, You know, the pictures of it are just, they look creepy now looking back um, I really wish they would have either either tear it down or or restore it just don't let it sit abandoned for 20 years that's uh, that's very not Disney like you know and uh, lately the last couple years um, they were supposed to build a new Disney vacation club on the um, on the river country property it was it was gonna be themed I think it was called uh, project 89 was like the working title kind of kind of gonna be like outdoor themed like the outdoor movies um actually it was called uh, reflections a Disney lakeside Lodge I'm sorry um, it was supposed to open in 2022 and it was kind of themed after like Bambi brother bear uh the Fox and the hound and Pocahontas so it kind of fit too there with uh, fort wilderness right there and Disney loves building vacation clubs now uh say so that they would have loved that um you know either fortunately or unfortunately however you're looking at it uh, COVID kind of scrapped those plans, at least for now. So that's kind of, the, that's kind of it for River Country. You know, it's had abandoned for years and, you know, it almost became the land of a hotel. And uh, we'll see what they do with it in the future. So let's move on to now my favorite water park, Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. Now, before I even get into it, um, I gotta say, you know I'm a big fan when uh, my my fiance and I, we got a dog, uh, and we named her Tilly, partly after Typhoon Tilly, which is a restaurant at the Typhoon Lagoon water park. So that's how you know I'm a big fan. I love Typhoon Lagoon. Let's talk a little bit about it here like I said earlier it opened in 1989 which is which is kind of crazy to me because it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a park that opened in 1989. I could definitely see some like mid to late 90s vibes from it but 89 is a little surprising you know they, they've for the most part they've kept it in really good shape and condition and continued to kind of update it and upgrade it so it doesn't feel like an old dated water park you know um, when it opened though, it was the largest outdoor surf pool, uh, which is pretty cool. You know, to this day, it's still one of the world's largest wave pools in general. Um, but when it opened in 89, yeah, it was the largest outdoor surf pool. There really wasn't much around, you know, back then. If you were going to surf, you were just going to, you know, go to the ocean. So pretty cool. You know, still one of the largest wave pools. We're going to talk about the waves. Don't worry. One of my favorite things about Typhoon Lagoon that's... I feel like it's it's overlooked... And I'm interested to hear from you guys. I Love the entrance signs when you're driving into the parking lot um, Because they they tell the story of Typhoon Lagoon. They're legends They're, It's almost like a poem and every single time My family um, would go to Typhoon Lagoon. My dad would always read them like in his old-timey like storyteller voice um, <laughs> So these are the signs I'm just going to kind of read them here. Um, And it basically tells, like I said, the the legend of Typhoon Lagoon. A furious storm once roared across the sea, catching ships in its path, helpless to flee. Instead of a certain and watery doom, the wind swept them here to Typhoon Lagoon. Now, (laughs) I kind of read that in my very best uh, dramatic storyteller voice. But I just love seeing that. Just think about that, like these little signs that you pass while driving in kind of tell the story of the park. You know, that's what it basically is. You know, it was a, you know, it was an island village, um, you know, that had this crazy typhoon come and kind of wash away everything and, and rearrange the, the entire island. And, you know, there's a boat stuck on a mountain and there's surfboards stuck in walls and cargo boxes and, and stuff like that everywhere. Um, the theming of Typhoon Lagoon is great. Like, you, you have to admit, it's great theming. It feels like they put that Disney magic into it, and, it's, you know, it's a water park. They probably didn't have to do that. It could have been just a basic water park with water slides, a big wave pool, and people... It, it still would probably be super popular. But they went the extra mile. You know, you see the, the boat... You know, that's like the centerpiece of the park. You know, the ship, the old shipwreck up there. Um, It squirts, like, water out of the top. You hear the whistle, and it's got water rushing down the side of the mountain. So just, uh, the aesthetics of that park, every single time, I've been there however many times in my life, and every single time i got to walk up and take a picture because it's just beautiful to look at, you know, someone like me who doesn't love the ocean, you know, Typhoon Lagoon with the Wave Pool is definitely, you know, the best option for me. And I just have a lot of good memories and good feelings there. You know, it's summertime. You, just thinking about it and talking about the park, I can like smell the suntan lotion. You know, I'm walking up with my my flip-flops, I got my beach bag, I'm ready to just run into that uh that wave pool. Let's talk about that wave pool. I feel like you're not a true Disney fan if you haven't like left the wave pool bruised and just defeated. (laughs) Like it is impossible. Like every time you go in there, you're getting elbows and knees to the head and places you don't want to get elbowed and need. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun, quite dangerous. Um, it doesn't help that the floor of, uh, of the wave pool feels like razor blades. It's so sharp. I think we've all skinned our knees and elbows in there too. Um, again, another personal family story, uh, the first time we went. So it opened in 89. I bet you we went in like 94 or 95. And my dad tells the story how like we didn't know exactly what it was. We didn't know about the big wave pool. He says we walk in and uh, it was the small bobbing waves. And he's like, oh, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's cool. Small little bobbing waves. You know, I'm four or five. You know, my cousins are on the same age. My sister's like two or three. Um, So my dad, my grandpa... My mom and my aunt, like, they all kind of walk with us and take the kids into the super shallow end of the wave pool. And my dad's, you know, talking how it's, oh, it's so nice. We're jumping up and down and everything's, everything's fun. And he said, next thing he knows, there's like a whistle. You know, there's no waves. And then, whoosh, this giant wave comes. And, like, him and my grandpa just kind of look at each other. And the wave just hits them. My dad says he just, like, is holding me above his head. My grandpa's on his hands and knees, like crawling, like in the distance. The wave like knocked him down, and we we got up, and you know, my grandpa's got skinned knees. He's bleeding from his knees, his elbows, and we're like, "What the hell just happened?" I wish uh, I wish I was old enough to to remember that, but I can just picture it in my head. I think we've all felt that, you know, your first time at Typhoon Lagoon, or you're you're standing there, and all of a sudden, this giant wave's coming at you and even when you're in the shallow end it's almost more powerful it knocks you back like i'm a big guy to this day like when that wave hits me i'm like whoa whoa that uh that one got me you know you know but it it's it's addicting it's so much fun even when there's like you know thousands of people it seems like in that pool it's a sea of people i'm there swimming trying to jump on top of the wave i'm trying to swim on top of the wave i'm trying to swim under the wave it's just it's just so much fun it, you know i haven't I haven't been to a, any other, you know, wave pool like that. Um, you know, me and my cousins, like once we got older, like we would go all the way to like the rope, uh, and test our, our water treading skills. And uh, I was always like the worst swimmer of, of the group. Um, and I would be str- There were times like, I think I had to like stand on my cousin's knee cause he was taller than me. Cause he was older than me at the time because I was like, like close to being like, yep yeah, that's it for old Kevin. But, uh, A lot of good memories in that wave pool. Uh, I remember uh, another, man, this is like turned into story time, but I remember in 2008 when my buddy Brian came with, like we were looking forward to Typhoon Lagoon so bad. Here's two 18-year-olds. We're two big kids uh, physically and mentally. Uh, We're just there to have a good time. We were in that wave pool all day. I remember one of the first or second waves, it hits us and it kind of just tosses me to the side. And I elbowed Brian in the top of the head so hard. I felt so bad. Um, And I get up from the water and I look and he's just holding the top of his head. And he's like, that kid over there hit me in the head. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that kid over there did it, (laughs) you know. But besides the wave pool, they have some other great attractions as well. I think one of the main ones is Crush and Gusher. And I have a pretty epic story uh, about um, Crush and Gusher that I think I'm going to save for a separate episode when I talk about most embarrassing moments at Typhoon Lagoon, but Crush and Gusher, you know, it's a water coaster. I could ride that one all day. Uh, If I didn't have to uh, walk up all the steps with the raft carrying the inner tube, it'd be a lot easier, but I love Crush and Gusher. A lot of fun. Um, They also have like the the storm slides, which is like three different um, just regular body slides. They have Humonga Cowabunga, which is like one of those super steep, um, you know, most like a mini version of um, Summit Plummet. And then they have a couple of the bigger raft rides. They have Mayday Falls, which is like the family raft ride. And they have the newest one. Or uh, Mayday Falls and Gangplank Falls um, are kind of like the family style, the big raft ride. Um, And then they have Misadventure Falls, which is like a newer one that opened only a few years ago. Another bigger raft ride. You know, so they have a lot to choose from. Their slides are a lot of fun. Crush and Gusher, the Storm Slides, you know, they're just normal body slides. But, you know, you're up at like the peak of Typhoon Lagoon. You see the... You know, the, the shipwreck right next to you as you're waiting in line. There's water everywhere. They're, the theming is great. You're cutting through the rocks. You know, the same thing with, like, the family raft rides. You know, and, and uh, the newest one, Mayday Falls, you know, they have, even have, like, a couple animatronics on there. And, you know, they're fun. They're a lot of fun if you need a break from the wave pool and you want to do some some attractions. You know, you can really get your money's worth with those. You know, they also have, like, their, the standard Lazy River. Which is my parents' favorite. We can just kind of relax and sit on a tube and kind of just ride around the park for a while. Um, the worst part about those is when you like go under like certain like waterfalls and the water's cold. Other than that, like I could see myself definitely falling asleep, you know, on the lazy river. And then the one that I kind of miss was the shark reef. If you didn't didn't get to experience it or if you don't remember, they had like a snorkeling shark reef there at Typhoon Lagoon with real fish and sharks and stingrays in the water. It was salt water, it was freezing cold. And again, I I think I did it only once in my life and I thought it was awesome until I got in the water and I saw this like one big shark and I was like, "Oh no." And I I swam as fast and and like quietly as I could without splashing to the other end cuz I totally changed my mind. I was in a panic. I was like, "Just get me out of this thing as fast as possible." But the shark reef unfortunately right now you know they closed it and they covered it up and it's now i think it's just kind of sand and a place where you can like sit down like they have like beach chairs and stuff um i don't know why they closed it probably just because it was hard to maintain you know with the salt water and the actual animals and maybe some sort of safety issue you know swimming with these live animals so do kind of miss it it uh you know it's kind of one of the things you had to experience you kind of had to be there uh, you know, those are the, the attractions. You got the, the wave pool, which is, you know, you're kind of going there for that. You know, you get your money's worth with the wave pool alone. Uh, but then they also have those fun slides, the body slides, the tube slides, the crush and gusher water coaster, the RIP to the shark reef. And you know that's pretty much it for Typhoon Lagoon. You know, they have a couple shops there. I wish that they sold more Typhoon Lagoon merchandise. If I'm being honest, um, they kind of just sell like standard stuff there. Um, you know, and food-wise, I, I don't eat there a lot. I, I don't enjoy eating uh, when it's, like, 90 degrees. And I'm in my swimsuit shirtless with wrinkly hands eating a cheeseburger. It's just something I've never um, loved. Uh, when I was a kid, we used to eat there at Typhoon Tilly's. Uh, but now, like, the only thing I can kind of stomach is the, the mini donuts. I love the mini donuts from there. I get them to go. You get them with, like, the chocolate dipping sauce. They're a lot of fun they kind of have some other kind of cool stuff like that like they have like those hair wraps you can get and like temporary tattoos so typhoon lagoon definitely digging the beach vibes there my all-time favorite water park and i love spending summer days at typhoon lagoon Now let's talk about the other Disney water park. Of course, Disney's Blizzard Beach. Like I said, it opened in 95, so it's the newest of the water parks. And again, the theming of this one is great. It's like, I don't know how they exactly describe it, but it's like an old abandoned ski hill, like a a ski resort. And you're in Florida, you're in Orlando in the summer. You know, it's 95 and humid and there's like fake snow everywhere. Like it's, it's awesome to just look at. I remember being a kid and seeing Blizzard Beach on either the Disney, like, planning VHS tape or, like, on one of those TV specials, like, on the Travel Channel or History Channel, like one of those where they talked about, like, the park or, or Summit Plummet. I remember just seeing seeing the park with the fake snow. You're like, wow, that looks awesome. Orlando, Florida, hot and sunny with fake snow everywhere. I love the theming there, you know, and they did a good job. Like, there's actually, like, an attraction there that's just a ski lift, <laughs> you, you know, do a good job with that and again it has a wave pool Um, this one is a little smaller than Typhoon Lagoons and you know the big difference is it doesn't have the giant wave pool like the giant waves Um, instead they have the continuous kind of small bobbing waves and they also let you have inner tubes like in that wave pool as well so if you wanted to you could just grab a tube and just kind of hang out you know in that wave pool forever Uh, I've done that, and I I don't know if it's just me, uh, but a long day at Blizzard Beach, when you go to bed that night, you'll still feel like you're uh, floating in the wave pool. But Blizzard Beach, I've always felt, is more like, you go to Blizzard Beach to do the slides. You know, Typhoon Lagoon, you go for the wave pool, and the slides are a bonus. Blizzard Beach, it's the opposite. You go there for the slides, the wave pool's a bonus. You know, they have a bunch of different ones. Obviously, the big one, I think we have to kind of talk about it. Is Summit Plummet, the icon, the uh, you know the thing that stands out the most at the park? You can see from the parking lot, it's 120 feet tall. Water slide, you go straight down pretty much. It's a body slide, no tube, so it's just you and the plastic slide, uh, hitting speeds of like 60 miles an hour. I gotta be honest, guys, I've never been on this one. I, yeah, no, not gonna happen. If I didn't do it when I was 10 or 12 years old, when I was invincible. wasn't scared of anything definitely not going to do it now Um, but if you're into thrills you got to check it out you got to do it you got to do Summit Plummet let me know how it is because I will definitely not be doing it Um, they also have some other fun ones Uh, Team Boat Springs which is the world's longest family raft ride I believe it still holds that record Um, so that one, that one I like a lot better than the Typhoon Lagoon one. You you know, you can fit like four or five people in this giant raft and kind of ride it together pretty much all the way from the top of, uh, you know, Summit Plummet down to the bottom. Um, they have some couple other ones like the, uh, the downhill double dipper, which is, uh, you know, you got a couple, it's shorter, but it's a lot of fun. You go pretty fast. The, The one that stands out, too, is the Toboggan Racers and the Snowstormers. Those are two of the attractions. They're slides. But you, like, sit on a, like, a purple mat that's like a toboggan. And there's, like, two different slides where you, you know, you ride this purple mat. One of them is, like, is a lot of fun because you race everyone else there. You know, everyone starts at the top, and it's kind of just like a straight shot, you know, down the slope. And there's probably, like, 10 or 12 of you that go at once. So it's always kind of fun to see who's the first one down and the other one is like your standard water slide with like a bunch of turns and stuff. Um, or, you know, it, It's just weird because it's this like rubber purple mat. It looks like a yoga mat with handles that you ride belly, you know, your belly on the mat. Uh, and you can just kind of ride these things. So it's pretty interesting. I haven't seen anything like that at any other water parks I've ever been to. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. Now, they have a bunch of other tube slides and body slides. They're a lot of fun. Like, I remember going on them. I haven't been there in a few years, but... One of the last times I went on them, I I was actually a little nervous. I was going to flip over the side. It was a it was a tube slide, and I felt like I was going so fast that I was going to flip over the side. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit. You know, I'm not I'm 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 a big guy, but I'm not like that super heavy, you know? So I I was a little freaked out why I was getting, you know, so much hang time. Uh, but a lot of fun nonetheless. And again, they also have their own version of the lazy river great theming of course um again yeah you can just kind of relax float along on a tube you know just avoid like the waterfalls and stuff the cold water that'll uh you know wake you up but you know they, they have the wave pool but you're definitely going to blizzard beach if you want to um want to do a bunch of different water slides for sure that's where you get your money's worth with blizzard beach you know the wave pool again another personal story i think it was like 2014 or 2015 we had um we had, like, free water park days on our park passes for whatever reason. We had a bunch of them. So we had already gone to Typhoon Lagoon, and it was our last day. And we are thinking, we did, like, Epcot in the morning. We're thinking, like, you know, instead of just going back to the hotel and swimming at the hotel pool, you know, we have this free day. Why don't we just go to, like, go to Blizzard Beach and just swim at Blizzard Beach for a couple hours? So we decided to do that. It's the last day where... You know, we're in the wave pool. The weather's looking a little testy. You know, there's some clouds rolling in. And all of a sudden, the waves stop, and they make everyone get out of the water because there was, like, lightning or something in the area. So there's, like, a weather delay. So we walk out of the pool. We're standing by our, our towels and our chairs. And I look down, and my magic band is, is gone. You know, I, I always wear it. I leave it on even at the water park. And it's not on my wrist. And I'm like, oh, no. So I check my bag, not there. And we're like... It had it had to come off in the water, and it's our last day, and we're going to Magic Kingdom that night, and it's like, it's not the biggest of deals, because I think you can just kind of go to, like, guest relations, and they can figure it all out, but it's like, that's my Magic Band, it's the last day, I don't want to deal with that hassle, so the they won't let anyone in the pool still, because of the weather, so my sister's, like, walking around, like, the top, there's, like, a viewing area, and she sees my Magic Band floating at the bottom of the pool, right at the very edge, there's a bunch of rocks and there's a rope where you can't go past the rope. And it's like right in line with the rope. And she comes back. She's like, Oh my God, I found your magic band. So we're like, okay, here's the plan. As soon as they reopen the pool, I'm going to sprint as fast as I can swim as fast as I can to the edge and get my, get my magic band before the waves start, because that'll probably like move it around and stuff. So we, we stood there, we waited and that's exactly what I did. As soon as the uh, they let like the lifeguards went in, they opened up the pool. I did a full sprint uh, until I like got up to like my knees in water and started swimming as fast as I could. I got, I got my uh, Michael Phelps on for sure that day, and I'm swimming and I make it to the edge and I had to swim under the rope. It was like against the rocks. Held my breath for like a full thirty seconds and uh, I got my magic band and my family loves that story just because you know I, I was like a. Um, Olympic like swimmer like ready in my stance, but I got it back. But uh that's my that's my biggest memory of the wave pool blizzard beach. Also about Blizzard Beach too, I think we have to mention they also have a miniature golf course, Winter Summerland, which is a lot of fun to do if you got you know, if you got time to kill, a free night maybe you don't want to go into the parks. It's a miniature golf course that has two different um like courses. There's the winter side and the summer side. Each is a uh, you know themed accordingly. One is themed like after Christmas, one is kind of themed like the beach. We always play like the snowy Christmas side because you know why not? You're in Florida in the summer, like why would you do the summer side? Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Miniature golf. You know the last time I was there though, I will say it was definitely a little run down. Like a lot of the special effects, like on the you know some of the, there's it's like little things like you you get the ball in the cup and like a penguin would pop out of an igloo or you know it would miss like spray mist you and and stuff like that and you know those things weren't working and like the the actual like turf was uh faded and it was like uh, this is a little run down i kind of wish they kept this up a little better so i wonder if they've worked on it at all maybe just give it some fresh paint or something but definitely a lot of fun if you have time to kill Definitely worth checking out. Sometimes it comes included with your park passes. You know, if you got a free night, you want to kill some time not going to the parks that day, uh, definitely check out the Winter Summerland Miniature Golf Course. And that pretty much wraps up everything I have on uh, Disney water parks. River Country, the legend of it. You know, <laughs> thinking back, yeah, I, I wonder if it's known more now for it being abandoned and, like, people seeing videos of it on YouTube, like, empty. Uh, typhoon lagoon i love it i love the vibes you know i named my dog after the restaurant there and um you know blizzard beach a lot of fun some some crazy good slides there but of course before we end the episode gotta get some input from you guys you know i love hearing from you Uh, i put a story on my instagram asking you guys what your favorite part of of you know the Disney water parks were favorite ride attraction vibes theming anything like that, and of course as always got a lot of good suggestions. So gonna start us off here we go. This first one is from Yensid81 chilling in the Typhoon Lagoon wave pool. Yeah, exactly. I just like going to Typhoon Lagoon and just kind of chilling. I um I actually have a Spotify playlist that I titled Beach Vibes. That I made at Typhoon Lagoon because the soundtrack there. I'll, maybe I'll try to get some some uh, music in this episode. But the the soundtrack at Typhoon Lagoon, I can dig it. Like maybe I was born in the wrong time period, but I it just made me want to like grab my surfboard and like head down to the beach. Uh, definitely love the vibes there. Curse P33 says the theming. Yeah, like I said, they theme these water parks like they do the amusement parks. You know, they didn't really spare anything. They uh, they definitely went all out. LEM146 says, RIP Shark Reef, love the crushing gusher though. Yeah, the Shark Reef, I feel like it's got a lot of love. You know, if you're like me, like I only did it that one time, but, you know, I miss it because it was so unique. Like I loved telling people who had never been there, like, hey, check out Typhoon Lagoon. They have this giant wave pool. Oh, and you can go snorkeling with real animals. So uh, I definitely miss it too. A G L A France 16 says the wave pool at Typhoon Lagoon under oath under a, under a tooth, sorry. And Disney mom three, four, three, four. They also said the wave pool, you know, I'm, I'm assuming Typhoon Lagoon because that's the one everyone wants to experience. That's the one everyone talks about the big waves. Cat Frit says the attractions and vibes. Thank you for mentioning the vibes because that's definitely part of it. It's, it's different than, than the, the theme parks. It's different than Magic Kingdom Epcot where it's super hectic, chaotic, you got to go, go, go. You can walk into Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach and just kind of relax and take your time. Um, that's what I like about it, too. Darth Dagan says they keep more people out of the park so lines are shorter. Yeah, you you know what? You, have, you, you make a good point there. They definitely do. They definitely give people you know, something to do. They keep them out of the parks. You know, that kind of benefits everybody involved. This next one's from Mr. Tom Morrow. It's been a long time, but I love the pool days and it almost feels like a pool day on steroids. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. We used to have pool days too, like when I was growing up, like a day where you don't go into the park, you just kind of hang out at the pool. Uh, That's definitely uh, Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach uh, on steroids for sure. This next one is from CK15NC, the family raft rides love Gang Plank falls the most. I think that's the one at Typhoon Lagoon. I love those too. like, especially when I was a kid and there was four of us. Uh, my dad on those was always funny. We were always afraid he was going to let go of the handles and fall on us. Uh, so that was always a concern of ours. But those are definitely a lot of fun. Especially because you can ride it with your whole family. So, Our Sheppa said, the theme that is always carried out to detail. Yeah, I think... You know, Blizzard Blizzard Beach, I guess, is just as good. I was going to say Typhoon Lagoon has a little better theming. But I guess, I don't don't know. I guess they're both kind of the same. Uh, But, yeah, they pay attention to every single little detail, which is great. This next one from Jack Buckley. The attention to detail, magic that comes with the parks, and nostalgia. Sadly, that seems to fade. So, again, we're talking attention to detail, the theming, the magic, nostalgia, all of those things involved. And for our last one, let's go with this one. 72 Grand Torino says, The Floating Band-Aids with a vomit face emoji. Hey, I think it just kind of comes with the territory, all right? If you're going to go to Typhoon Lagoon, you might see a floating band-aid. You know, that wave fool's hitting these kids pretty hard. Better a floating band-aid than uh, floating other things. So uh, that, that'll wrap us up with this episode. I Actually, I wanted to bring it up. I wonder if they'll ever add, like, a third water park now. You know, they they had three at one time, technically, with River Country in there. I wonder if they would add another one. It wouldn't be a bad idea. I just, I feel like they wouldn't add it anytime soon, because the upkeep is probably more than they would make. You know, I don't know what the attendance is like, but, you know, I, I don't know if Disney would do it, but a third water park would be interesting. You know, what if they go the route kind of like how they did with River Country, where it was kind of attached to you know, a hotel or a hotel loop, you know, it'd be kind of interesting if they created like a new water park that was, you know, by like the Epcot resort hotels, or what if they made like a water park that was only available to, you know, certain hotels like the Epcot area hotels or vacation club members or something like that. I feel like they could definitely do something like that, you know, creating a new water park. Again, I, It sounds cool. I wonder how much they would profit off of that. Um, Is it worth it for them? But it would be cool. It definitely would be cool. uh, Especially to see what kind of theming they would go with. But that's all I got now. Now I'm done. I'm done talking. I got some ice cream I gotta go eat. Um, But again, as always, thank you all for listening. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. Wherever you're listening to this, do me a huge favor, hit that subscribe button. It takes like three seconds. I'll give you three seconds right now. Thank you very much for subscribing. Uh, if you can, too, leave me a five-star rating and a review. If you write me a review, I'll give you a shout-out on the very next episode. Plus, I really do love reading those. They help uh, help keep me going, give me the confidence boost, and... Uh, you know like i said i'm always trying to get more ears on this podcast i feel like i got some good opinions plus i like getting input from you guys if you ever have any suggestions comments questions anything you want me to bring up on the show shoot me a dm on instagram or if you just want to talk disney i'm always open um you know i want to give you guys a voice as well and that's all i got that ends our episode always remember it all started with a mouse and you know what i'm going to end us with some Typhoon Lagoon Beach vibe music.